This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, December 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Cal OSHA rule now effective. Water allocation is a trickle. Modest business relief. Panel picks key house chairs. Senators, carbon plan needs further look. And on his way out, Roberts eyes ag's future. Cal OSHA rule clears review. Now effective. Less than two weeks after approval from the Cal OSHA board, an emergency regulation designed to protect workers during COVID-19 outbreaks has gone into effect. The rule cleared a legal review by the state this week. Business and agriculture groups argued the board was overstepping its jurisdiction by requiring employee wage and benefits to continue when a worker is on leave due to exposure. The Western Agriculture Processors Association claimed the rush procedure to pass the regulation lacked due process. Employers are now responsible for developing a prevention plan, correcting any hazards in the workplace, investigating any cases, and immediately notifying any employees who may have been exposed. With a dry fall, the water allocation is minimal. The Department of Water Resources yesterday set the initial allocation at just 10% for the state water project for the 2021 water year. Northern California broke a record with no rainfall in October and just 53% of average in November. Water shortage has declined significantly from where it was this time last year. Lake Shasta went from 119% of average to 75% now, while Lake Oroville dropped from 90% to 61%. While we still have several months ahead of us, dry conditions persist, said DWR Director Carla Nemeth. Californians can help by always using water carefully inside and outside their homes and businesses. DWR typically makes the final adjustment to the allocation in May. State grants modest tax relief to small businesses. Following through on Governor Newsom's pledge Monday, the tax department released more details yesterday about relief for small businesses. This includes pushing back filing deadlines, offering interest-free payment options, and providing tax credits of up to $100,000 each. The administration is also making $500 million available for grants of up to $25,000. Our hope is that these relief efforts will enable businesses to weather this difficult storm, said Department Director Nick Madras. The aid comes as counties have ordered more businesses closed and the administration considers a second stay-at-home order. Scott picked as next House Ag Leader. Georgia Representative David Scott is one step away from becoming the first black chairman of the House Agriculture Committee. The Democratic Steering and Policy Committee last night selected Scott over California Representative Jim Costa by a vote of 32 to 19. Scott would succeed Colin Peterson, who lost his re-election race. The Georgia Democrats still must be approved by the full Democratic caucus. In announcing his candidacy for the post, Scott said every action of the committee, quote, must take a step forward toward building a more equitable, dynamic, and resilient agriculture industry that lays forth a new path for future generations. 
You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Farm program critic stepped closer to Key House Post. Representative Rosa DeLauro, who has repeatedly and vocally challenged USDA over farm programs, food safety regulation, and other issues, has taken a big step toward taking the chairmanship of the House Appropriations Committee. The Democratic Steering and Policy Committee yesterday picked DeLauro over two challengers. The full Democratic conference still has to approve DeLauro, who has long been close to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Earlier this year, DeLauro slammed USDA's Inspector General for not moving more quickly to investigate the market facilitation program. She said they can employ the same waste, fraud, and abuse, which is ongoing right now in this program, and you are not doing anything about it, she said. Now keep in mind, although appropriators have often imposed policy changes on departments through bill riders, DeLauro would have a lot of other issues on her plate, as well as a closely divided House to deal with. Senate Appropriations Committee also would fight any policy moves opposed by farm groups. If you have a Republican Senate, it would be easy to see Senate Ag Appropriations Chairman John Hoven pushing back on any potential policy riders included by Chairwoman DeLauro or the House that would impact crop insurance or curtail farm payments, said T.A. Hawks. He's a lobbyist with Monument Advocacy and a former GOP staffer. For a look at the candidates to become Joe Biden's Agriculture Secretary, be sure and read our weekly AgriPulse newsletter. We also look at the challenges facing Biden if he wants to use crop insurance to promote climate-friendly farming practices. Key Senator Wary of USDA Carbon Payments The senator who will be the chairman or the top Republican on the Senate Ag Committee isn't sold yet on the idea of using USDA to buy ag carbon offsets for farmers. Senator John Bozeman, an Arkansas Republican, tells AgriPulse he's not close to the idea of using the Commodity Credit Corporation account for that purpose. But he has concerns about how the carbon credits would work as well as how much money would be needed. That's something we really need to discuss, Bozeman said. The CCC hasn't been used for things like that in the past. He also said he wants to make sure the payments benefit farmers and not just companies marketing the credits. The idea of using the CCC to set up a carbon bank is being pushed by the leader of Joe Biden's USDA transition team, Robert Bonney. It's not clear whether a Biden administration would try to get congressional approval for the idea. The top Democrat of the Ag Committee, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, says she thinks there's a lot of work to do to flesh out the concept, but she generally supports ag carbon trading. She's a co-sponsor of the Growing Climate Solutions Act, which would put USDA in charge of certifying third-party verifiers of carbon credits. Creating a new commodity carbon would be very beneficial as a new revenue stream, as well as helping with the climate crisis, she told AgriPulse. Hill sees flurry of stimulus proposals. Republicans, Democrats, and the Trump administration are holding out hope of reaching a deal on additional coronavirus relief while also agreeing to a government-wide spending bill for fiscal 21. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told reporters the omnibus bill and COVID aid would likely be part of a single package. 
McConnell began circulating a new coronavirus relief plan yesterday after receiving a proposal from Speaker Pelosi Monday night. Pelosi said yesterday more COVID relief should be passed in the lame duck session. By the way, a bipartisan group of senators is proposing a $908 billion coronavirus relief package. Democrats have been pushing for more than $2 trillion in spending. Here's today's He Said It. I have no doubt we will leave behind richer soils, greener pastures, and bluer skies for the next generation. That Brian Shoby, Associate Policy Director for the California Climate and Agriculture Network, in presenting a progress report on CDFA's Healthy Soils Program. Shelby urged the legislature and administration to find reliable and consistent funding mechanisms to maintain the program. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, December 2nd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.